What's happening? Season two, episode six, Bobby D presents Contrast and Cut. It's your host, Zylo. Man, I got a very special guest, Mr. Super Producer. I mean, right now, you got the number one, you're on the number one album in the country right now. You feel me? It's, it's a high. You, you've seen a lot of highs. And it's an yeah, honor. Definitely. I got Scorp Diesel in the building, man. What's happening? Man, what's good, man? It's a pleasure you having me on here, bro. Straight up. Hell yeah, bro. It's love, man. We've been trying to get this to go for a little while. And, I, man, we finally, you know, quarantine and, and technology made some shit happen. Straight up. Real. So, man, I start every episode with a quote, bro. And you feel me? You weigh in how you feel about it. And, uh, you know, it's my icebreaker. So, uh, the greatest education in the world is watching the masters at work. Michael Jackson. Yeah, that's real. So, how does that relate to you? I mean, it relates to me a lot of ways, man. I mean, you know, just watching people work, acting, and just really doing hard at your craft and doing what you do, man. That's that's the best, you know what I'm saying? Like putting in the work and just, you know, shit. The, the grind. Once you put the grind in, that shit come back. You know what I'm saying? It might come back months later, years later. You know, it's just about really just going hard for what you want with your dreams, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So yeah, definitely 100. And you know why I picked that? Because, you know, I definitely got you up there because you, you've been a part of some mega records, bruh. And, you know, Michael Jackson's one of the greatest. And if he's saying that he's watching the masters do it from the beginning, I can just imagine the amount of work you put in just before you started to make the moves. Nah, for real, straight up, yeah. So that, that segues to my, my segment. My segment is, did the game choose you or did you choose the game? And it's, you know, it's an origin question. I want to know, you know, how did it happen? Man, I feel like I chose the game. It was just something I wanted to do. So I, I put myself around the, the people, you know, so I can learn from and, and just being being in the mix, bro. And, and, and you know, and, and that's how it happened. I just, you know, I peak game. You know, I put two and two together, and I just, I never took nothing really personal. I really just went out after my craft, you know, and there's been times where, like, you know, you gotta, you, you damn near gonna be by yourself at this time, you know? Like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm from Cali, I live in, in Colorado, I moved out to Atlanta. At times, I was by myself, end up having to move back to Cali, but move to LA, and being around a whole new group of people, and it's just, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, just grinding, bro. Like, for real. Man, no, I respect it, bro. Someone that can get on and just take a leap of faith on what they do and then have people in, invest into your craft and, and you keep on seeing the results and it makes you see a lot more things that people that from the neighborhood just don't see. They be looking at things. Right. It's a cul-de-sac versus you over there making bridges to society and the world. Yeah, man, it's, it's really done off all faith, bro. Like, I never knew where I was gonna end up, you know? It's just, you know, making these beats and just being around the right people and, and just building relationships, you know? Man, that right there, that that's something I was gonna bring up later, but relationships. People underestimate the values of having a relationship, saying as you do, do as you say, you know? Right. Well, what's the importance of relationships to you? Man, relationships is everything to me, man. Like, 
I built my career off relationships, you know. Um, it's and, and it's good relationships to where, like, if I had to, I can go back to somebody I met four years ago and do business with them because, you know, I, I established a relationship and they seen what I accomplished and what I've done, and it makes them want to work with me even more, you know. So mm. relationship is everything, man. It's actually, like, it's really priceless, man. You know, you can't really put a price on, on a relationship, you know. Yeah, because I was going to say, no relationship has a monetary value. It's up to you to build a business and build right, a business. Because, exactly. I mean, bro, you produce, or, bro, you actually produce one of my favorite E-40 tracks, bro. A Breath of Fresh Air is one of my favorite tracks, bro. Even better, bro. And, you know, I got that mixed in. Like, you, bro, you French Montana race, Simmer, uh, Soy Lee, bro, you Rocco, like, that's, that's legendary in Atlanta, like... <laughs> To Jeremiah. Yeah, like, it was like, you know, it was kind of like my home for this. You know, you know, I mean, I started, I started making beats before I moved here, but, you know, just being, like, I was just telling somebody uh, yesterday that, you know, when I came to Atlanta, I came around Lil John, the Eastside Boys, the first start blowing up, and I remember a lot of history of Atlanta, and, you know, it just, being able to be bi-coastal with it is, is dope too, I can say also, because I can help other other coasts live there, work with artists, and still, like, feel, I also feel like I still kind of, you know, I had um, kind of put paid my dues to the game in Atlanta. Like, I work with, like you say, Rocco, I work with Jeezy, 2 Chains. So I kind of, I feel like I'm kind of a part of the hip hop scene and producer seems like when like, somebody's name producers from the A or being an A, they gotta name me too. You know what I'm saying? Because like I've been around these cats and seen cats blow up, you know? So yeah, it's dope, man. No, That's no. just all the power of networking and then just moving around and just staying true to your craft, you know what I'm saying? Like no, you, you definitely you definitely leveled up with the placements. Like I respect you because you still fuck with the bay. Like at the end of the day, like I'm from LA, my family's from the Bay. I live in Bakersfield right now. Like, I, I really fuck with the Bay sound. And I, I you know, I see the Husk, the Sebos. I see a lot of the the Stalins. Like, I'm like, okay, you did a lot for Fody. My folks is decades. And, and I see a lot of y'all worked on a lot of projects together. And I'm like, man, no, I, I gotta make sure I really tap in with breath. So. Now, I'm from the Bay, so I was like, that's home to me and it's like, you can't never, no matter how big I get or who I work with, I will always work with artists coming from the Bay or, you know, 40 calls me all the time for beats. I'll send beats. I never feel like I'm never too big for the Bay. Like, that's where I come from. Like, like that's where I, 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 where my sound comes from. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I don't know if y'all know, like, HD, that's my nephew. So it's like, you know, I see him out there grinding for so many years and he always hit me tapping in with me Hunt, what's good what's popping you know and, and and just you know it's just i love being able to go home and just work and be able to contribute my sound to the bay also you know what i'm saying so yeah that's always no matter what i'm always gonna stay true to that you know what i'm saying man uh shout out bareface gang i fuck with hd straight up yeah shit. uh so what, what was the first opportunity that really like made you knock over that wall for you to get in? Um, well, I had I had an opportunity to um, to work on a single with uh, Mac-10. It was called So Sharp. 
It was Mac 10, Lil Wayne, and Rick Ross. So, the producer from Atlanta, Don Vito, he reached out to me. And it was like, yo, you dope, man. I want to work with you. So, you know, he uh, sent me the, he sent me the beat. I had remade the beat. And they ended up taking the record, you know what I'm saying? So, once I knocked, I knocked that out, you know, that, that opened up a lot of doors with him. I started working with him a lot. And I started, I did a record with uh, Hurricane Chris on his second album. That was dope. Um, that was like my first two big placements that I had. You know what, what I'm saying? And then, like, huh? What age we talking about? What age, how old I was? Yes, sir. I was young. I was young, bro. I was still, I was like 17, something like that. 17, 18. Uh, so, I was, you know, it was just an opportunity. I had already, I had I had met Don Vito before, because like even, you know, even uh, back in the day, when I first started coming to Atlanta, I was, uh, I was blessed to meet him at a studio session that I did with, with, with the Outlaws, you know what I'm saying? So, I was like, Mm. Well, that was my first like big break into the game working with Vito. He kind of put me on to like you know the Two Chains and the, the Jeezys and the Young Jocks and stuff like that. That was like my first little part of my career. Mm. Okay, okay. And so I do, you know, I, I have watched some of your interviews and I learned that you're a father, man. So I gotta take my hat off to you, salute you, man, because you're a dedicated dad, bro. And I gotta give up to everyone that do it. Yeah, straight up. It's hard, man, being a father and still trying to, you know, stay on top of your dreams and make this a career and, you know, but it's, you know, it's just a blessing, you know what I'm saying? So. Yes, sir. So how do you balance? I got to ask. I ask everybody. How do you balance? Uh, balance, man, uh, thing about it, you know, without, I'm a family guy, so without being around my kids and being around family, there's no way I can still do this music, you know, they kind of give me the motivation and everything to really go hard, you know? So, so I, I definitely take a time to balance, um, you know, uh, I'm not, I mean, when I'm in LA, like I'm, you know, I'm really going hard with it, you know, and I'm working towards my craft, you know what I'm saying? And like, I'm in Atlanta right now, you know, I had came out here, I had bought a crib here, so I'm not officially back living here, but you know, I just come out here every now and then when I want to just get away and stuff like that. So just so happened while I'm out here, and all that Irish shit came down. So I've been quarantined at my crib and shit. So yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, man, I definitely found it, bro. So you able to have more time with the family during the quarantine season? Man, actually, not because when I, the time I came out here, I came out here by myself, so I didn't have my kids with me. So, so now it's like. I'm in, actually in here by myself quarantining, you know what I'm saying? But my kids just try to talk to them every day. Good. I actually thought about getting them on a flight, but I just don't want to risk it, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, bro, wait till the numbers start to LA today, but I don't even want to, yeah. Wait for them numbers to start going down. Fuck that. Yeah, wait exactly. So I, I literally canceled like two flights, bro, like trying to get up out of here. But man, I'm just going to just, just chill and just let this shit pass over, you know? Man, bro, it's just wild as fuck. Cause that was, you know, one of my questions is, how's everybody like? How's it affecting them? And how everybody like wiggling through it? Yeah, I mean, you know, I work too. You know, I'm able to work on beats and 
people send me things and stuff like that, I can just, you know, go in. But it's kind of still kind of hard trying to adapt to this shit, man. Like, you know, so it's good. I feel it. So, bro, I ask every guest of mine, it's my awareness segment, and essentially it's about when was the last time you were pulled over? And, you know, the idea of it is to bring awareness for everyone that don't have the guidance that hasn't been in the situation and they they know what to do in the situation of doing something, but they don't know what to do when them lights come on and them, them blurp sounds come on. And so I like to ask my guests, you know, the last time they were pulled over so people know what to do to stay calm, cool, collective, and... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually, last time I got pulled over was like, I say about like three, four months ago. I was in LA and they was they they blurred me because my tent was too dark on my car, so it was just an excuse though. They seen me riding in a you know a foreign or whatever, and they just <laughs> they pulled me over. But yeah. they was cool though, and I actually had my son with me too, so. I was kind of nervous just a little bit because my boy was with me. You know what I'm saying? He's 13. It was like, you know, I always kind of talking to him about situations, about the police, and just uh, keep him on game about what's going on. You know what I'm saying? So they was actually cool. I just told him, look, man, I, you know, I'll make sure I get that taken care of or whatever. They just gave me a ticket and I kept going. Uh, let's see this. Bro, I got a train that goes by my house, bro. So I'm a producer. Uh, my producer telling me to uh, just pause it for a second so we train by. I, apologize. I apologize, bro. You probably okay, got that's all good. Yeah, I wanted to no rush, man. I wanted to let you bro. finish your thought before I, before we just pause for a second. So as soon as this train goes by, we'll continue. It's good. Okay, we passed. Right. So the last thing you were saying, uh, pretty. Oh yeah, bro. So they just gave you a fix-it ticket. Yeah, that's it. I just gotta take care of that. That's it. It was being cool though, you know. One thing about I do realize, but you just gotta be respectful too, though. Like some police, yeah, they definitely be set tripping or whatever and trip off of discriminating. But I feel like if you just be respectful a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like at least do everything you can to be respectful to them because they already got a chip on their shoulder. They're already itching to take you to jail. And if you, you know, and if you like just super hot head and don't want to just, you know, just have an attitude or whatever, they gonna want to, they gonna want to trip with you, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, I'm good, I don't, I'm, I'm not riding dirty, none of that, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm good with it. You see, you hear that people, it's important values he said throughout all of that. He said he ain't riding dirty, he's being respectful, he answers the police and he gets them on their way. That's exactly. That's important. Right. I appreciate you, bro, giving that, that awareness, bro. Cause you know, to a degree, you just help some kids, bro. And I appreciate that, bro. All right, so now let's go into my fun segment. I do a thing called trading places. Yeah, you ever seen the movie Trading Places back in the day or Freaky Friday? Yeah. And so I take two people's lives and switch them 
And we asked first, number one, will it work? And number two, what would life be like if it was like that? So the two people I got for you today, I got E40, Trading Places with Mick Jagger. Okay. Number one, would it work? Would That's it work? time and everything. Now that means Mick Jagger over there, he, he from the Bay and he invented words and, and got all of that. And that's Fody back in the day, part of the whole era of rock and, and that whole sound. Rolling Stones. Yeah, you said, would it work? I think it would work. So how you think? think so. be? Okay, it'll work. That's, yeah. Now, how would it be, in your opinion? If, if they both traded places, uh, shoot, man. I mean, they both icons, so it's like you know, I, don't, I think that, I think they'll he'll be able to basically accomplish whatever you know, because they both icons, and to get to a certain level that they accomplish, man, you have to be a certain type of certain type of guy, you know, built built a certain way. So I think it'll definitely work. Hell yeah! Now that's dope. I, I uh, work too, bruh. I be coming up with these crazy ass concepts, bruh. And, you know, it'd be crazy if they wake up like that in a different body and it'd be like that. Because that really take away the, the, the time. You feel me? Can you imagine Hoda being part of like the Rolling Stones? Right. Iconic. Yeah. yeah. Like Jimi Hendrix would be starting a group back in the day type shit. <laughs> I mean, right, it would be a beautiful thing back then versus everybody trying to be skinny and, and on drugs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, straight up. <laughs> I mean, three questions. All right, so I take uh, three cards, bruh. So pretty much we got these cards, man, and they got questions on them. And it's just, you know, impulse answer, my impulse Q&A. Uh, they got good questions, so we picked up the box. It's randomly selected. My first question for you. Which celebrity chef would you most like to make your dinner? Oh, celebrity chef? Uh, man, I want to say my chef in LA, man. He's, you know, he, he, he cooked for everybody. Drake, French, you know what I'm saying? So. I had to go with my chef, man. <laughs> Straight up. Okay. Man, yeah. Personal plug. I can call yeah. him now. He'll FedEx me a meal. Right now, do whatever. Cook for Molly. That's how I met him. Was through Molly. So yeah, for real. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That's a first. That's a first. For real. What is your most unusual talent? Unusual talent. Uh, let me see, man. Oh, I would say, uh, I would say probably like drawing. Mm. I like to draw, you know, paint. Like mechanical art or like real, real detailed drawing or, or just like splashes? Like splashes, just whatever that comes to my mind. Like I love colors, paint, all that, you know. Uh, so, okay. yeah, all right, my daughter, she's actually into that also. So probably like skip me and went to her. But yeah, I definitely I'm into like paintings and you know and all that 
No, for real. I like to say the reason why I like to interview producers is because producers take a canvas from the beginning and they start painting on it. They throw all these sounds on there and make it. And then, you know, they leave space for someone else to come in there and add a little bit more splashes on there. And then that becomes a masterpiece. And so that's that's dope, you know, that you actually really do be sitting there painting on the side. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so question number three. What happened on your worst date? My worst date? Yeah. What happened on my worst date? Uh, let me think for a hot second. Uh, I don't know, man, worst date. Uh, I would say, yeah, I, I took took a female out somewhere to a restaurant and she was like, she didn't want to go here because it was like too cliche kind of. And it's like, at the end of the day, I'm like, this is what I want to eat, you know what I'm saying? So we ended up going to some spot that she wanted to go and all this shit. And we pull up to it. It was like a, um, it was some type of restaurant, like some, I don't know if it was like an East African restaurant or something. So we pulled up, it was, it was closed. And I'm like, this stupid ass, can we cuss on here? Because yeah, it's a yeah. contrast of cut, bro. <laughs> I was like, man, this stupid ass, busy man. Try to like front on me because she didn't want to go to a, a restaurant, which I like, which was cool. It was actually called Houston's was popping. They got uh-huh. it was a dope steakhouse, you know what I'm saying? She wanted to go to this other spot, and, it, and it's closed. Man, and I just—it just made me look so. It made her look stupid. It made me look stupid. It made her look stupid. Like you trying to fit in and want to act like you know all these different special spots, but this shit closed. You should know if it was open. If anything, then we ended up going to. Uh, we ended up going to uh, to this other spot, which I didn't really like. It was expensive and shit. It was hella expensive. It was just I don't like my dates. First dates, so I don't like taking girls. It's just, expensive dates, you feel me? Like, that's for my girl, my woman, like, I take her. But, you know, not nobody, I'm just trying to get to know. But yeah, that was my worker's date, bro. That was years ago. But real quick, what, and what was her definition of what's a cliche? What the fuck is that cliche? Cliche meaning like, everybody go there and all that. So what? You hungry every day, <laughs> shit? Yeah, I went, so, if everybody go there, that means the, the food's, food's good. good. Exactly. <laughs> The service is great. If we all coming in and coming out, the service is great. You ever live in Atlanta, everybody go to Houston. Years. Like, Jeezy shot out Houston's on his first album. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just, man, girls just be trying to do too much. So, yeah, that was my worst day, bro. I was cool on her. As you should. (laughs) As you should. She too bougie for the good shit. And then she threw yeah, right. the clothes spot because yeah. she don't know no better. Yeah, her, right. <laughs> her place was so popping, it's closed, nigga. <laughs> oh, right. That was so right. funny, man. So, bruh, what are you most excited for that's coming up, bro? I know during this time that, that you feel me, we all cooped up quarantine. And you feel me to a degree, a lot of shit slowed down. But what are you most excited for, bro? I'm still trying to bring positive shit out of people. Yeah, I'm excited for some more records I got coming out, some big records. And, um... Hey, can you say anything about it? 
Uh, I got, I can, I can say a little bit. It's a single on a, uh, on a big movie coming out. Mm. That's gonna be dope, something new, and, and I'm expecting this record to be huge. So it's like, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for some other records I got coming out. Um, yeah, man, just, and then just evolving in my career, man. I'm ready to evolve, like, you know, and I had signed a few producers under my brand, Diesel Music. And like now I'm in a, a place where I just want to help other people, you know, shine and get on and help them feed their families and stuff like that. So I'm like, I'm excited for this next wave, uh, the, way, the way my career is going to go. You feel me? Like just evolving, bro. Like, you know, even think about signing a few artists. I uh, got a few artists on, on deck that, I'm, that I'm, I'm interested in. So, you know, I'm excited, man, for, for what's coming next, man, for me. Just being prepared. Good, good. Yeah. You're always ready, man. You ain't got to get ready. So it sounds like you prepared in a mug. Yeah, for real. Straight so, up. What's something you want to accomplish before it's all said and done? Because you already got the next step. You already got the bridge set up to it. And, and what, what's what's after that? Because it sounds like you're going to have a life, and you feel me, a longer career than, than the last, what, 20 years you've been in the game. Yeah. Um, man, just what I want to accomplish is just man, just steady being successful, bro, and just really, I want I want to be known before all this shit is. I want to be known like a Dr. Dre or like a Timbo. I want to be known as a great. Like I was just sitting there watching, um, watching the Dream and Sean Gary go back go at it last night, and they was playing so many hits, man, on Instagram Live, bro. And it's just like, I remember meeting the Dream, but I met Sean Gary and the Dream, like, back in the day, like, and it's just amazing, bro, how, how what they contribute to music and what they really just accomplished over the years, bro. And I want to be known like that, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that, that's just, that's, that's just dope to me, bro. And, and then just getting into other fields. Like, I'm, I'm also getting into real estate, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to, Get my game up on that and just just be smart, bro, and just really make these moves. Man, respect, bro. That's right. That's right. See, that's that's how you leave a legacy. Exactly. And that's definitely what you're doing, bro. So before I close out, bro, I normally flip it on the the interview person and say, "You got any questions for me?" You know, don't know no interviews do that, so I try to be. Yeah, yeah uh, I got. Questions. Yeah, and like, what, what got you inspired to, to do videos and stuff like that? And, you know, to reach out to artists and producers? So, I, you realize when you're talking to people and you're building relationships, like with a lot of stuff I do, you have like real detailed conversations. You, you, you take a moment of like, this stuff should be out there for people to be accessible. And the majority of the time, the people I'm talking to, they want to give out and help, you feel me, the other generations, the the people that's striving to get it, but they be at a damn fork in the road and they be making the wrong decision to stay on the block instead of put their money into their craft. And so I be having deep conversations and my friends, you feel me, influenced me some more. And so the show came about and, you know, and here I am taking people's time and getting some history. At the same time, having fun, being different. Yeah, dope. You definitely got a passion for it, man. I, I, and I salute you, bro, for even getting at me. And I know we're supposed to meet up a few times, but yeah, 
No. No, it's gonna get done regardless. Oh yeah, it's good. This shit going up there. Shout out Bobby D Presents, man. Shit before when I was yeah. working with you. Son. I'm trying to tell you something. You trying to, I'm on I'm working right now, son. See, I'm accessible. <laughs> my kids are accessible more than ever. They come and interrupt me during my interviews. That's <laughs> all good. My boy do the same thing. They want to holler at their pops. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, real talk. Real talk. But yeah, bro, I appreciate your time, bro. More success to you, bro. I feel like you're going to really create a way and, and start knocking down some barriers that people hold up, but they take it away from people. Versus I feel like you're gonna really feed the right way. You definitely gotta knock down them barriers, man. That's the only way to get through. Cause people don't believe you, man. They don't, you know, they wanna, they wanna see you like, they wanna fuck with people that's already on and, and through the roof, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you gotta, you gotta make people want to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? And make people regret not fucking with you too. Like that's what I go through now. I got niggas that be, they regret not fucking with me years ago. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you gotta have that attitude. That part. <laughs> that part. Yeah, no. My OG told me, my mentor. He said uh, the Beatles kicked in a speaker, and that's how the whole bass sound came out. So sometimes you gotta break the rules to really, you feel me, go somewhere. For real. That's, that's real. Yeah. So yeah, bro. I hope to connect with you at some point in the future, bro. But in the meantime, blessings, bro. I appreciate you, bro. Don't worry. Oh, oh yeah. Where do, where can they follow you at, bro? My bad. Uh, you can get at me on IG. Definitely uh, score up diesel one hundred. Okay. Um. S C O R P D E Z E L. That's my. My IG line, you know, uh, Twitter, I am Scorp Diesel. I'm on IG all the time, though, you know. Man, that's how I connected you. So, plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Shout out Contrast Uncut, man. Scorp Diesel, super producing the building. You know how we do, man. We get straight to the money, man, you know. Let's get it, 2020. Man, quarantine season. Quarantine season, man. Quarantine with a foreign thing. You hear me? It's moving. Exotic. Man, it's your host, DJ Juan Dollar Zylo. Man, another great episode. Season 2, episode 6. Shout out Bobby Legend through Ebonics was a sticker boy. Felt like sticky fingers played at Onyx. Can I live track eight? Felt like Jigga 96. Without a reasonable doubt, the album turned me into this. Shit, we always had dreams of being money making mish with our jewelry on. Hit the jail phones, take a flick. Feel like pocket, keep your head up. Biggie shooting juice. Coach is still alive, just let me 